Hi everyone, Sainman here. This video is brought to you by a donation from Mr. Anonymous, and here's what he has to say. Hi Sandman, I'm married, but I'm all for truth and honesty. Please do a video on either the infanticide rate ridiculously outpacing the murder rate, but gynocentrism never counting those deaths in the calculation of people's relative violence, or microchimerism. If this showed women then men could give them the most money per teaspoon of jizz, then we would have a mobile testing module like sugar testing, but since it would expose a lack of virginity and generally offer information to men about partners in the past, even though it was discovered by George Schmorl in the 19th century, it is still a mystery. Thanks for your time and keep it honest. P.S. My favorite types of videos are historic ones, like the coffee shop ban. Even my wife laughed at that one, and she hates MGTOW content. Well, Mr. Anonymous, thanks for the donation as well as the topic. My condolences on getting married. Your wife probably laughed at how stupid men were when it comes to falling for women's demands. Banning coffee shops hundreds of years ago. Alcohol in the United States in the early 20th century. And now trying to ban smoking in places like New Zealand for the next generation. Women never learn from history. As for your topic request, I'll cover both. As there really isn't much material to put together one video on either topic. I'll start with infanticide. We've all seen the push in the United States for post-birth abortions. That's a fancy way of saying infanticide. It's like the people that say someone was found unresponsive instead of found dead. Eventually they will change that word once again, just so that people don't get offended. It's a sad world we're living in when we have sexual liberation without limitations. Clearly pleasure is more powerful than the pain of motherhood, it seems. Even in countries like India and China with traditional societies, the infanticide rates are high because there's little to no safety net so women want a male child to provide for them in their old age regardless of if he can't actually have a family of his own as a result. That's the selfishness of women in so-called traditional Asian families. In the West, of course, it's not murder anymore. It's liberation, free will, and a choice, even though there are collapsing fertility rates and couples waiting to adopt children. That's the saddest part in all of this. Indian and Chinese women could just put up their female children up for adoption in an orphanage and have a Western family adopt that kid, and then one day that woman can make her way to North America and live a good life through that kid. I don't know why women that commit infanticide aren't thinking about this. That's what I would be doing. Having five female babies and putting them up for adoption with Western families. One of those is bound to pay off and get me a green card at some point. The solution, of course, is to simply hand those babies off to barren cat ladies. I've known lesbians that thought it would be cute to adopt a black baby, like a pet, but they couldn't get one. Thank God. Maybe if women start doing the whole post-birth abortion thing, they can tell everyone they lost the baby and gained sympathy for their loss, even though they were the one that caused the loss in the first place, even though they cracked its skull like a walnut at Christmas. You know your species is doomed when its females don't want to reproduce anymore. I'll discuss more in a moment, but let me first tell everyone about today's sponsor, the MGTOW Book Collection Part 2. Whether you're getting camel toe in Cambodia, banging babes and burkas in Turkey, or taking Polaroids of ladyboys in Thailand, Luca Vendetti has a series of books to make you live the dream. His new three-booklet series includes How to Live on $500 a Month in Cambodia, Turkey, and Vietnam, in addition to his classic How to Retire on 200 k in Southeast Asia. He also has the MGTOW book. Visit MGTOWbooks.com and use the promo code SANDMAN to get 10% off. Now available in four formats, PDF, Mobi for Kindle, EPUB, and Text-to-Speech MP3. Sponsor link is down below. 
Anyways, now back to women disposing of live breathing babies and calling it post-birth abortion clown world show. If you're wondering what's going to happen in the future, China's probably a good outlier. I'm referring to how they treat infanticide now that they are for all intents and purposes technically banning abortions and vasectomies. Unless of the course the child is not viable pregnancy or will be born with some sort of defect that'll make it a burden on the state. I've been predicting that China will get their very own fertility police the way that Romania did under Ceausescu, when the birth rates in that country started falling during the Cold War. China will probably reward women that have more children with higher social credit scores. Mr. Anonymous, right now women have the right to get rid of their very young children in many Western countries. But when it becomes apparent that populations are crashing all over the world and we have negative population growth, I suspect that governments will pay people not to get an abortion and just to have the child so they can give it to another older childless couple to raise. That might be a great solution. Women want to wait until their 40s to have children in many cases. If they get preggers at 25, they'll usually get rid of it. So maybe if younger women had their kids and just passed them off to the others, then the others could raise those children, and then when they get into their 40s, they could pretty much pay it forward by doing the same. I'm trying to think outside the box with regards to solutions. But we all know that people are a lot less likely to raise someone else's flesh and blood. There's no historic precedent for this sort of fertility collapse, and urbanization is the cause along with education, specifically for women. We've never seen this before, so we also need solutions that we've never seen before as well. Perhaps pay women $50,000 if they don't abort a boy. Remember that he's going to be a net taxpayer to the state in his lifetime, to the tune of roughly $150,000. Of course, females are net tax burdens, so maybe avoid paying women money for those. Imagine that. Suddenly, women would be getting abortions for girls in the West, in addition to getting them in the East. Of course, the problem is that any society that has too many males without the ability to provide enough sexual partners for them eventually destabilizes. That is, unless, of course, it finds a way to take that male's sexual energy and safely release it into porn or lover bots or to help build up civilization. The first civilization that figures that out can have a 90-plus percent male population that's incredibly productive. Votes for small, efficient governments and produces massive amounts of net tax benefits for the state. We always see that if men were the only ones allowed to vote, then most of the states in the United States would be red. If it were only women allowed to vote, then most states would be blue. So a state that paid women to keep the males instead of aborting them would eventually mean that the females would get outnumbered and would create an imbalance in the demographics. It would be enough for the conservatives and Republican candidates to always win. That way you don't have to repeal the 19th Amendment, but just find a workaround where women couldn't help themselves but cash in their male babies for cash and prizes. Their short-term greed would prevent the left from ever coming into power again, and bribing women with all kinds of goodies that waste taxpayer dollars. Even if the child is a couple of months old, have the state offer $50,000 for a mother that's just going to throw him in the trash. You protect the sanctity of male life, and well, female life, that's a liability, because it costs the state more net tax dollars to the tune of $150,000 for each woman's life. That's in addition to the political costs where incompetent socialist governments get voted in. At that point, would it even matter if women made up the majority of the politicians, which I'm predicting will happen in about 10 years? If the female conservative politicians want to get re-elected, they will have to do what their male constituents demand of them. Hopefully I've given everyone some potential solutions to think about when it comes to the infanticide problem. As for microchirism, Mr. Anonymous, you're probably referring to the situation where if you sleep with a woman, and cream up her cooch, then some of your semen might be swimming inside of her forever. This is often used to shame women for being sluts because a genetic record of every man she's been with still remains inside of her to this day. 
Research has found that up to 10% of free-floating DNA in a mother's bloodstream comes from a fetus. So I guess we could create technology to detect how many men a woman has slept with based on foreign DNA. We could also find out how many abortions she's had as well because of fetal DNA in her. If such technology were created, women would petition the government to try and get it stopped because it would devalue their sexual marketplace value. That is, of course, unless men make up the majority of the population, say 60%, and demand politicians allow the truth to be there for all to see. A woman's sexual value is only as good as her ability to cover up how many men she slept with while in a drunken stupor. Even if a woman takes the morning-after pill, which is technically a chemical abortion, the cells still survive. So why does this happen? What's also interesting is that the cells left behind from the male fetus, researchers believe that if the man was a strong alpha male that it toughens her up and helps her become mentally stronger. But I've also read that absorbing all that material can trigger autoimmune problems. That she's allergic to gangbangs. It also might give her Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, and certain types of cancer. Think of that. Too much cock might give her cancer. So jizzing in some queen, besides the jizz having an antidepressant effect, might also activate her immune system response and cause illness or autoimmunity later, if she sucks down too many mansicles. Forget about COVID injections, ladies. Maybe main meat injections might cause more adverse reactions. Remember, they leave an imprint on your brain. I've often noticed that women that have had more male children seem to be a bit more rationally minded. Maybe there's something to that as well with regards to all the male DNA that they have had in them from the babies. What's also weird is that all the men jizzing in her, she eventually has kids, and an amalgamation of all the males she slept with gets passed down through the DNA. Maybe that's why guys instinctively want a virgin to reproduce with. Because only his DNA and hers will get passed down, and not the additional DNA from a smorgasbord of Tom, Dick, and Harry's that had their hairy dicks in her. On the Ask Marissa website, I found this tidbit of scientific information, and I quote, In animals, it is noted that while breastfeeding, the first stud used should be the only one for future inseminations. Otherwise, subsequent offspring with the new study will not be nearly as well-built or mentally sharp. If a woman paid attention to the animal kingdom and registered how important maintaining virginity until marriage was genetically, the discipline to remain respectful to herself her future husband and the offspring she has with them would come very easily. Not only does present-day society suppress scientific research that a woman retains the DNA of every man she's ever slept with, but it is clearly and explicitly written in almost every ancient religious book. Unquote. I put the article link in the description so you guys could read it for yourselves. It's got a lot of great information, I just don't like the Christian point of view that it's written from. Women's sexual freedom has led to abortion and the pill and infanticide. It's also led to a genetic weakening of one generation to the next thanks to promiscuous sex. It makes me think that even if you hire a surrogate and buy eggs from another woman, that other woman's entire sexual history will be written on those eggs, and when you have a lad, part of him will belong to Chad. Are we not like animals? Are we somehow outside the grip of nature? If when you mate female animals with multiple male animals, it makes the offspring weaker, then it certainly might affect humans, and we need to explore this situation a lot deeper. Maybe at the very least, women need to use condoms. Maybe condoms are enough to keep the genetic material from changing her brain and DNA. Anyways, that's it for today. Thanks again to Mr. Anonymous for the donation and topic. Don't forget to smash the like button the way that every man that's ever smashed a woman's cooch without contraceptives has also smashed her brain with his DNA. Bang the bell and check out the mystery link. Follow me on BitChute, Twitter, and Facebook to get tomorrow's video today. Subscribe to me on Minds, Odyssey, and MakeDow.tv to get the video for the day after tomorrow. This channel's been demonetized, and if you want to help me keep making content, 
then please support me through Subscribestar. There's a link to it in the description. Or you can do an hour-long coaching chat with the Sandman for $45 US dollars. And I won't rush you out the door like a cheap whore. Thanks for taking your daily dose of red pills. And remember, a red pill a day keeps the women that have more DNA than female DNA in them away. And no, I'm not talking about trannies. So enjoy the rest of your day. And cheers.